It is certainly good that we are here, gathered together in God's house, hearing his word and receiving his gifts. May the grace, mercy, and peace of God enable us not only to listen to his voice, but then to echo his voice to the world in which we live. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, listen to him. Listen to Jesus. You know, those three words could serve as a good sermon all by themselves. Just put an amen at the end of it and be done with it. But you guys aren't going to be so lucky today. We're going to have a full sermon. But I do want to focus on those three words, though, because they're very important words for us as we go through life in our walk of faith. Today is Transfiguration Sunday. We know that Jesus didn't become flesh in order to be transfigured. He was far more glorious in appearance before he became flesh. No, this glimpse of glory on the mountain is only a passing moment before his journey to Jerusalem. The passion of the cross. There on the cross, Jesus wouldn't look glorious at all. But there, on the cross, Jesus wins redemption for all people. Therefore, today on Transfiguration Sunday, the Father adds one instruction. Listen to Jesus. Listen to what Jesus declares, because what he says is his powerful, life-giving word. In that word, he'll declare to Peter everything that he needs to know. And as he's told him once, he'll tell him again and again. He must be crucified, but he will rise again from the dead. Listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus because faith comes by hearing. The memory of Jesus' transfiguration would fade. But no matter what the appearance of things around us, his word remains true. This is the Father's beloved Son. Listen to him. And when Jesus and the three disciples come down the mountain, the jury is still out on Peter. He still seems to be one for appearances over the word. And before we get too down on Peter, we must also confess that the same is true for us oftentimes. We trust in appearances over the truth of God's word. When Jesus predicts his cross again, Peter won't like it any more than he did before. And when he sees that the cross is only a few hours away, Peter will even deny the Savior three times. But the Lord is merciful to Peter. He continues to speak his word to Peter. And eventually, in his second epistle, Peter writes about the transfiguration, which we have in our epistle text today. Peter and the others saw the glory and the majesty of Christ on the mountain, even as they heard the Father speak from the cloud. The voice from heaven confirmed the glory of the Son, and the Son in his glory confirmed the word. As we know, Peter's hearers didn't see the transfiguration. They didn't get to see that glory with their own eyes. But Peter tells them that they have something even better. 
They have Scripture. They have God's Word. They do not see the Savior, but they hear Him. And brothers and sisters in Christ, the very same thing is true for us. We hear our Savior speak to us in His Word, which again is so vital to our walk of faith in this life because we live in the midst of a world that is so full of so many different voices vying for our attention. And with so many voices bombarding our daily lives, where do we turn? We turn to Jesus. We turn to his word. And we listen to him. Jesus is here for you. Hear his word of grace, comfort, and forgiveness. Hear his challenge and commitment, but also hear his spirit's promise to equip you with all that you need for this body and life and for all eternity. To our youth who are living in troubling and confusing times, listen to the word. Don't measure your worth based on how activities or people make you feel. But know that God loves you because you are a child of God. And that gives you tremendous value. Rest assured that even if you don't know what you're going to do with your life, the Lord has plans for you. Plans for a future and a hope. To young adults facing the challenges of the economy and debt, listen to the word of God. Rely on a Savior who promises to work all things out for your good according to his good purpose. We hear that in Romans 8, verse 28. Parents worried about their children, listen to the word. Proverbs 22 says, train up your child in the way they should go, and when they are old, when they, are old they will not depart from it. Teaching your children to hear God's word daily in devotions and to speak to him in prayer. Those are lifelong lessons. Lessons that will give you comfort and give your children peace and guidance when they are apart from you. To those who are convinced that they are doomed and destined to stay forever the way they are. Hopelessly and helplessly chained to bad habits and evil ways stuck and mired in old sinful ruts. Listen to the word. If God lives, and he does, and if Jesus lived, died, and rose, and he did, and if the Holy Spirit has lost none of his Pentecost power, and he hasn't, then God can bring about change in our lives through his word. Yes, when we listen to Jesus, it changes everything. What a blessing it is to go through life listening to Jesus and his word, his promises. It's also why it's so important for us to gather here together in the Lord's house. Because after a long week of messing up, of listening and falling captive to the ways of the world, of sinning in thought, word, and deed, of the things that we've done, the things that we've left undone, of listening to the world rather than listening to the word. After all that, we have the opportunity to gather together and hear Jesus. And here together, we listen to Jesus declare, I forgive you all your sin in the absolution. 
It gives you the victory that he won on the cross. Today we have the privilege of hearing God declare that Adam Carson Couch is his beloved child. And we remember that God has given us that very same promise in our baptism into Christ. And when we come up to the altar, listen to Jesus say, this is my body, this is my blood for the forgiveness of sins. And the benediction will hear Jesus give us his peace as we go forth from here. Listen to him. The Lord is with you with grace and life every single day. And this everyday presence is what gets us, through, gets us through all the struggles and the difficulties and pains of life. Because we know what it means to struggle, right? We know what it means to have difficulties making ends meet. We know what it means to go through problems and relationships. We know what it means to grieve the death of loved ones. But we also know this. We know that God speaks his word of hope and strength that changes, yes, even transfigures our circumstances because they are in his hands. And he always provides us with the very best. You know, there's nothing glorious about those days when nothing seems to go right. Those days when we lose a client, lose a job, or lose a friend. There's nothing glorious about illness, chronic pain, or terminal disease. Yet to those who are caught in such inglorious places, the Lord visits them. He speaks to them his word, forgiving their sins, giving them life, promising eternal deliverance. He recalls to them their baptism, that they are his beloved children. He feeds them his body and blood for the forgiveness of their sin and the strengthening of their faith. He does these things for his people. He does these things for you. So when we leave worship, we can certainly pray, Lord, it was good to be here because you gave us the opportunity to listen to you. In this time of worship, Jesus shapes our lives. You know, we know that the season of Lent that starts this Wednesday, and, and, and we know that it will conclude with us standing beside the empty tomb. We know how the story ends. We know that wonderful truth that Christ lives. And our risen and living Lord Jesus promises to be with us always, even to the end of the age. Therefore, as we go forward from here, no matter where we go, we can always say, it is good to be here. Because here, wherever that is, God is with us and God is for us. Amen.